Welcome to Scholastic Transmission and College Radio Podcast, where we seek to provide you the tools to preserve and promote college radio. My name is Shane Garcia, and as always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dr. Ralph Doc Rock Antonin. Doc, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, but it'll be interesting to see how well we're doing when we get through this episode, which is going to be a little bit revealing, right, Shane? Yeah, there's a certain haze in the air today, Doc, because today is Wednesday, April 20th. What does that mean, Shane? Well, Doc, I don't know if you know this or not, but April 20th, or 420, is a holiday for marijuana enthusiasts all over the world. (laughs) Really? Who declared that? You? No, it was not me, Doc, because I will happily say that at a young age, I wanted to be straight edge. I had a lot of drug and alcohol use in the family, and I decided, you know what, I will vow off of that and only do it medicinally if I have to. However, college radio has had a deep representation when it comes to marijuana, whether or not it's legal or illegal, which it has been for many, many years. And we figured on this 420, Doc, why not talk about marijuana and debauchery at the college radio station? Yes, there was both a lot of both at WIXQ. I always worried about it, but uh, the kids kept it pretty well in hand and used it uh, discreetly. Would you say so, Doc? Was it discreetly or was it rather open? <laughs> well, outside the radio station, it was relatively open. And uh, I tried to discourage people from going on air who had been uh, partaking of the wacky weed, so to speak. Uh, sometimes I think I may not have caught it all, but uh, I survived it. I survived it. Because after all, you are representing your university. And if your university owns and runs the campus radio station, if they find out that those certain extracurriculars are going on, they can very well shut you down. Yes, they can. And I'm afraid there were a couple of times we got a little close, but hopefully I was able to uh, nip it if you pardon in the bud. (laughs) Little pun there, I guess, huh? I do like that pun there, Doc Rock. I do like that pun there. (laughs) All right. Well, Shane... uh... Where, where are you going to lead me this week? I mean, you usually send me astray. Where are you going to send me astray this week? Well, Doc, I know you are typically a storyteller. You do genuinely enjoy telling stories, especially through this podcast, because you would prefer to make this an oral history of our college radio station while helping others preserve and promote their college radio station. And from what I've heard from over the years, Doc, you have told me that you will never smoke marijuana as long as it's illegal. However, you have had some run-ins with some ganja, and why not just let it take away? I want to, I want you to introduce this, Doc. Well, this is interesting because I had my only direct encounter with secondhand marijuana when I was presenting a paper in New York City on uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy, and uh, uh, it was the 60s, which were a revolutionary time, rebellious kids, okay? And I happened to be uh, in between two paper sessions and I wandered out of the hotel down the street and saw a double feature sign, the devil and Miss Jones and Deep Throat, okay? So I was curious, being a curious gentleman in those days, I said, well, I better find out what everybody's talking about here. So I went into this theater, okay, in New York City and I noticed there was a sweet smell in the air and I was like a little naive, I didn't quite know what that was. And I said, hmm, this sure is a sweet little smell in the air. And I sat there 
And I started watching this double feature. And all of a sudden, I started to feel very happy. Okay. And all these little cigarette things were being lit up all around me. And I said, I don't know if, if it's legal to smoke in theaters in New York. Why are these people smoking away here? What are they doing? So I, again, I just sat back and I'll be very blunt about it. The movie was very, very was, blunt. <laughs> you said very blunt, Doc. Oh, I didn't mean it that way, Shade. Did I do another pun and didn't know it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I would, uh, to be very blunt, I got a secondhand high, Shane. I was secondhand high. Okay. So I'm watching this movie and it was clearly pornography. I don't care what they called it, but it was the 60s. It was a theater in New York. I said, you know, I'm getting a little sick of this. Okay. I, I got to get out of here. But by that time, I was feeling really happy. Okay, I was a happy camper, all right? And so I was also a little hungry. So I, I left the theater both happy and hungry, okay? And the movie today, this is also going to come up in this, uh, this episode. What went on at that time was sort of allowed, but wouldn't be allowed today. Just would not be allowed today. And I'll bring in a couple other examples later on. But it was the sign of the time. It was the 60s. It was wild. It was crazy. And of course, at that conference, I got slipped the job description for the director of ed, ed research. And that's how I made my Millersville connection. So I owe a lot to New York City, that theater, and Millersville University. They all came together and I got a job at Millersville because that's how I got the job description at a coffee shop given to me by Betty Finney, uh, who was a professor of psych. And uh, I came for an interview and got the job as director of ed research. So I guess that was a very, very good trip. I was a happy man, hungry, and got to go to the Millersville for a job. And then after that, Doc, you had a lot of run-ins with marijuana, whether or not you, uh, well, really, I don't think you were looking for it. It just kind of came that way thanks to the college radio station. And I'm sure when you were just doing your other general advisorial duties or when you were teaching or as an instructor, I'm sure you ran into it as well uh, around campus. However, the college radio station has always, always had a place when it came to marijuana. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew it was there. I mean, I, and the kids would always say, do you want some, Doc? We'll get some marijuana. I said, no, nope, not until it's legal, because I can't afford my reputation. You can tarnish yours if you want, but you're not going to tarnish mine. So, uh, yeah, I knew marijuana was there. My only hope was that the kids didn't get totally crazy with it. Although, no, I do know, I do know that some students went on the air having partaken of the wacky weed. I do know that. But they, it usually made them mellow. It usually made them sort of mellow out, which uh, I don't know if it's time to tell a great story of the uh, Austrian-European guy and what he did. Should I tell him that story, Shane? I think it's time to bring in the story about the European madman, Doc. I don't think we can say his name. We can't say his name unless he would later want to come on to the podcast, if we can even connect with him knowing where we, we don't know where he's at today. Yeah, rumor has it he's overseas in Europe, but we don't know. Well, anyway, this European madman, as I call him, clearly, clearly was into marijuana. Now, the good news is he had a 3-0. His show was totally clean. He came on after me. He had a tendency to play the same song over and over and over. And I think it was Donovan's. Donovan, did he do Mellow Yellow? Donovan indeed did do Mellow Yellow, Doc. So I would finish my, my oldies show at seven and in would come the European madman. And he, I'll never forget this one time. He must've had a little bit of marijuana in him because I had just finished with a Chuck Berry song. And he came in, he said, Chuck Berry. Wow. That is cool. 
okay? And then, then he went on there and I'm looking at mom, I'm saying, oh my God, do I take this guy off the air? So I hung around a little bit and all he did was he introduced the song Mellow Yellow by Donovan and then proceeded to play it for at least 20 minutes back to back to back. So I went home safe and uh, uh, he, he uh, obviously did a good show, never got complaints. Uh, probably spoke very little, but then he came back uh, uh, as we were going into fundraising and he came up to Doc at a meeting, never forget this. He said, you know, Doc, why don't we sell marijuana as a fundraiser for WIXQ, right? <laughs> I said, uh, oh, I almost said his name, European madman, no way, we can't do that. That's illegal. Oh, but I know we would make money. I said, well, we might make money, but we might also go off the air forever, too. So I stopped us from uh, selling marijuana plants as a fundraiser. And a couple of weeks went by, okay? All of a sudden, the European madman doesn't exist anymore. He's not doing his show. He's not around. Now, this is a kid with a 3-0 average. So I asked the kids, I said, where's, uh, where's the European madman? They said, oh, Doc, you didn't hear. I said, no, enlighten me. He said, well... A couple of weeks ago, uh, some uh, undercover agents uh, discovered uh, something. I said, what did they discover? Well, it turns out he was growing marijuana plants. He lived on a farm outside of Millersville, this European madman, and he was growing marijuana plants. And somehow some undercover agents got the uh, uh, word and they went out to visit him. And as I understand it from the students, they knocked on the door and they said, uh, we understand you are selling marijuana plants. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, come on out back. So he led the undercover agents back to his little marijuana plants. And lo and behold, what happened to him, Shane? He gets arrested. Yes, he did. And to this day, I do not know what happened to him. Now, I have followed up with some uh, people who were in touch with him, one of whom is even his roommate. And, uh, and uh, after graduation and many years later, he wound up telling me this guy that uh, roomed with, with uh, him said he is now in Turkey running a hotel. And that was like 10, 15 years ago. So I do not know where he is today, but he was the infamous let's sell marijuana plants as a fundraiser for WIXQ. So what do you think of that one, Shane Garcia? Doc, I've heard that story many, many times, but I hope everybody who's listening to this right now just had their minds blown. I love that so much. <laughs> it's just a sign of the times, the rebelliousness that can go on within college radio, and you have to expect that people are going to come in high as a kite and, and continue to be high as a kite throughout their days in college radio. Yeah, and it was always tricky because I, I never would have to say that anybody went on the air and did anything bad, because I guess one of the effects of marijuana is that it makes you mellow, right, Shane? I mean, you don't, I don't know, really, but that's what I've heard. And I am sort of waiting for marijuana to become legal, because they're sort of, it's legal in some states, you know, Shane. Did you know that? That is true, and I, this is uh, story time for, for me as well, Doc. You just shared a story. I think I'm going to share a story. When we were out in Seattle, Washington a couple years ago, marijuana is obviously legal out there. And a couple of my fellow station members decided that they wanted to take advantage of this and go to a pot shop out in Seattle. So we all go. It's probably like five of us, if not the whole crew of 
six or eight. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember exactly how many of it was of us went to this pot shop and we walk in and right away when you walk in, you see this giant blunt hanging on the wall. It's all lit up and you know, vivid colors in there, different types, different shades of every little strain you could imagine. And I think most of us who, who weren't going to actually purchase some marijuana, most of us were just amazed at this giant blunt hanging on the wall. And a couple of my, my fellow station members took pictures with this giant blunt. I think we, we probably were not decked out in our college radio station merchandise, which is probably a good thing. So that way the university would not find out what we were doing in Seattle, Washington. Um, and it's even funny, our, our station advisor ended up adding a couple of us on Snapchat while we were out there to see what, what, what we might have been up to during that time as well. But nothing bad happened, I assure you. However, it is legal somewhere, some places, and uh, the college radio station students may very well take advantage of that if they go on some broadcasting trips. Yeah, and also uh, you bring up another state, Colorado. We have a WIXQ graduate who is actually calls himself a farmer in Colorado. And, of course, we all know that it's uh, marijuana is legal, I think, in Colorado. Right, Jay? Yep. And he is a farmer, and he does partake of selling the, uh, I think, the uh, marijuana. I also know, I don't know about Oregon. I think we have a, an alumni in Oregon. Yeah, we certainly do. I don't, I'm not sure whether he is uh, is selling or farming marijuana, but uh, it is a lucrative business, one of which uh, Pennsylvania, I hear, might be trying to do it. The lieutenant governor was advocating it, right, wasn't he? And uh, he was advocating for the, the sale of marijuana. And you know what, Shane's interesting about that? What does it all go back to again? What is everything all about? It's all about the money. Yep. And they have obviously some politicians will say, hey, we can make some money off selling marijuana, just like we did on booze. So uh, it all comes back to money. I mean, everybody goes the high moral issue, but really it it, uh, it all comes down to, hey, look at those guys are making money. We could tax this and make a lot of money. So, hey, who knows what will happen in the future? Maybe Doc will get his wish to before he dies to uh, somehow have a puff of at least one puff of legal marijuana. I am sure many of the college radio stations alumni would be happy to come back to Millersville University to sit outside, not Millersville University, because of course we can't have that going on there, but to come to the Doc Rock and Mama Rock residence, sit out back on the deck, have some hot dogs, hoodsies, and a big old bowl. Well, only if it's legal, and I wouldn't do it until I was absolutely certain that the cops wouldn't be knocking on my door and taking me away. So, uh, yeah, I, I still have to live by legal issues. When you're young, you tend to do some dumb things, Shane, and you get away with it. But when you're old, they'll catch you and nail you. So you got to be careful. Got to be careful. We have some more stories along those lines in, in terms of debauchery that does not deal with marijuana at the college radio station. However, I do think this is prime time for me to share another story before you get into, get into your last story, Doc. I remember... A couple semesters ago, more like a couple years ago, we had one fine lady who came in high as a kite to cut her show promo every single time when I was the chief announcer. And it would take her like anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour to decide what she wanted to do for her show promo. 
she had me pull up different songs, or should I say the same song, and listen to bits and pieces of it to find the perfect spot to start the song to where it would cut in, fade down, and talk about her college radio show. And every time her mic would then open and she would come on and cut her little promo, oh my God, Doc, she sounded higher than the Rocky Mountains. Really? Did it get on the air of what you finally do with it, Shane? Well, I had to put it on the air because that's basically who she was. She was high 24-7. And honestly, if you then listen to her show promo and then listen to her show, she sounded the same every single time, whether or not the promo was blasting at 7 o'clock in the morning or whether or not you were listening to her show at 1 o'clock in the morning as well. Every single time that she was on the air, promo or live, she was just in this continuous high. But that's who she was, and you really couldn't do anything about it. At least I didn't do anything about it. I was just a student. Whether or not the advisor stepped, could step in, I'm sure he probably could have. But I know many of my fellow station members just absolutely love this girl. Not she, She's a genuinely great person. I, I love her dearly. But she had this certain charm to her that was all due in part to the marijuana. Hey, Shane, you just told a great story. Can I tell another story? Doc, you can always share stories. Go right ahead. Well, we had this one very, very bright, creative DJ who did a show called Das Rastaman, and he had that Jamaican accent. No, I hate to be stereotypical, but it's come to Jamaica, man, get some rum, get some rum. And he was so good at it. He did a reggae show in the afternoon, and uh, there were people, he had a tremendous following of the Rastaman music, reggae, and I was sitting there one day, and, the, and, and uh, a guy walks in to the radio station. The Rastaman is on the air. It's afternoon. And he says, where is this Rastaman? And I said, well, I'll show you where he is. He's right in the studio. And I point, and he sees this white dude in there who's doing the reggae show. He says, he's the Rastaman? I said, yeah, man, come to Jamaica. Meet the Rastaman. And uh, he was, uh, I'm not going to give his name, but he had a very, very loyal following. And he played that reggae music. And he, and he could have sworn he was from Jamaica. He was from Jamaica. He was so good at it, of course. Uh, so that's another story uh, uh, about uh, WIXQ and Das Rastaman and going to Jamaica, man. And again, that just goes to show certain things that you could get away with back in the day that you cannot do today. Oh, yeah. Everything is what do they call it situational. I mean, you could get away. I mean, I'm going to give you another interesting story about cigarettes and condoms. When I grew up, my father was a camel smoker, okay? And I used to always be sent to the store at age eight or nine and come back with a couple, couple pack of camels, okay? Camel cigarettes. But condoms were a no-no. The only way you could get a condom was to go behind the counter and, and, and a druggist would have to give it to you. It wasn't even put out on display. Now, that's in the 50s. Think of today, Shane. Everybody's against cigarettes, right? They card you. Don't they have to card you for age before you can buy cigarettes? They should. Now, condoms are given out like, a, like a candy bars or something. You know, hey, got some free condoms over here. Right, Shane? Yeah, safe sex is practiced, well, it should be practiced everywhere, but it's promoted everywhere. 
whether or not it's in bathrooms, whether or not it's somewhere around the campus, because I know particularly at our campus would have events where they would hand out condoms. Yep. And I think WIXQ actually gave away WIXQ condoms one time. That is very true. I am not too sure when this was. I believe it may have been the late 2000s, early 10, uh, 2010s. No, but... it was after I was advisor because I retired in 12. So condoms came out after me. So it was later than 212. But WIXQ is a huge proponent for pr practicing safe sex. And what better way to get eyes on the station and promoting safe sex by creating station condoms that you can give out to campus and the community. Yeah, and uh, they did that. And I don't know how successful it was, but it did uh, have a WIXQ logo on it, okay? And so that, uh, and also uh, WIXQ students may have partaken of their own promo item, if you know what I mean, Shane Garcia. Yeah, I think no matter where you go, no matter what your college radio station is, what big of a space you have, no matter how big or small. <laughs> Why did I just say that? No matter how big or small on this subject. Uh, you get my gist. You get my gist. I think some certain extracurricular activities can very well occur at the college radio station. Yes, and I'm going back to my early days when it occurred. It was one of my first uh, years of advising the station. The music room wasn't always where it is today. It was down the hallway. And, of course, I tried to oversee the station as best I could. But one morning I walked in and there was a frantic message, uh, call us immediately, the cleaning department at Miller's. Well it, well, it turned out that a cleaning woman had walked into the music uh, director's area with all our, where we had our, um, at that time, vinyl, and caught the music director and a young lady in the act, in the act, and was horrified, of course. Uh, luckily, they came to me with it, and uh, I was able to, uh, you know, make amends to, for the situation, apologize to the cleaning woman, yada, yada, yada. And then I went up and talked to the gentleman. This is one of the more interesting comments. I, I am not going to use his name. Let's just call him uh, Mr. X, Mr. X. I said, Mr. X, why did you do that? Why on the floor of the music room were you making love to a young lady? And he looked at me and he said, but I said, why? That doesn't sound very romantic to me. I said, Dan, he said, doc, it's the thrill. It's the thrill. I said, well, take your thrills elsewhere because you're, you're on a, uh, you don't have to do this on WISQ property, but he was convinced that it was getting away with it. You know what I mean? The rebellious nature, I guess is what you'd call it. But that was a true story and that didn't happen. That at least as far as I, I was concerned after that. What disciplinary actions happened after that doc? What, what did you do to him? I didn't do anything to him. I figured, you know, I lectured him. I told him never to do it again. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, he listened. But I'm sure many times throughout our station's 54-year history now uh, that some certain extracurriculars and sexual activity have occurred. And I know, for example, a couple years ago, we had a couch that was sitting in our music director's hallway that was called the sex couch. Yeah, because I guess some uh, certain fluids may have very well been spilled on that thing and nobody wanted to sit on it. 
So it was disposed of in our music director's hallway for a couple semesters until somebody finally came to pick it up and get rid of it. Yeah. And of course, the young are prone. Everybody uh, who has been young once has uh, maybe not been uh, that active in the process, but the young try to experiment and try to see what they can get away with. That's just the, the, who they are. And as, as they say in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they all go together. So it's the ideal climate for that kind of stuff to go on. We hope that anybody listening to this or anybody who is maybe looking to get into their college radio station in the future do not partake in these extracurricular activities at the college radio station and instead take it out of it. Go to somebody's house, go in a park, wherever, just not at the college radio station for the sake of the integrity of the college radio station. However, Doc... Partying happens all the time in college radio, whether or not it is in the college radio station, outside of the college radio station. And I know you have some stories that you'd like to share. Yeah, the, the, these involve the liquid refreshment called beer. Beer was always popular at WIXQ, and parties were always popular off campus in someone's apartment. Two stories come to mind. There was the time when uh, WIXQ had this informal party at, a, at an off-campus residence area. And I don't know to this day quite what led to this, but it was not the, the, the thickest walls in the war, world at the red, uh, this place. And somehow the party got a little out of hand and they smashed right through the wall into the next door apartment. <laughs> Can you believe that uh, they were having a party of IXQs and they smashed right through the wall into the next door apartment? Now, luckily, the next door neighbor was also a college student and uh, the kids were feeling woke up the next morning feeling bad. And luckily, they were a bunch of iTech majors, so they went out to the local Lowe's or whatever you want to call it, bought all the stuff and rebuilt the wall and painted it. My God. That night, they had smashed through the wall. But the next after, in evening, it was back together again. They put the wall back up. And at the same place, there was another party of IXQ, and the whole campus was this place uh, was notorious for parties, so they were busted. And IXQ's place was busted. And we had a station manager, very creative, so they were taking all the students who were being caught, putting them on a bus, okay, and taking them away and arresting them for whatever had to happen. Well, this, this guy who happens also to be a station manager got a little creative. He got in the bus, opened the back door, okay? And as the people were being put on the bus, he was in the back letting them out the back door. <laughs> now, I don't know if to this day the, the police figured out how can 150 people fit on this bus? <laughs> But that's that's another story of what happened. And there's a, even a third story of an apartment where a young lady supposedly was uh, had, had a little too much to drink and ripped off the toilet seat of a uh, 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 of the back of a of a commode. And and everybody to this day uh, still talks about that famous party because the strength it took for this young lady to rip that toilet apart, no one could replicate. So I don't know if that's a good story or a bad story, but beer was always important at IXQ uh, uh, parties uh, when the kids got together, and that led to uh, some lasting memories. Lasting memories, to say the least, Doc, and whether or not it's the stories that we shared today or stories that we shared on previous podcasts like drunk bowling. Remember that? Oh, yeah, drunk bowling, yeah. Yep, two guys got banned for life from that bowling alley. Whether or not it's stories like that, whether or not it has to deal with some extracurricular activities, certain substances, uh, something that you may very well toke, or just if you want to 
hang out of the college radio station in general. Say that you you feel like you're a good noodle and you don't want to partake in that these activities. The college radio station can genuinely bring people together and create memories and friendships that will last a lifetime. Yeah, I remember very vividly there was one DJ who didn't drink, but he loved to go to the parties because he said that the entertainment value was fantastic. He was the only sober one there. And of course, they also, WISQ, when the, the designated driver came into being, was always very good about having a designated driver to take away people who, uh, who had imbibed too much. I'm glad that somebody was there to do that because, God, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if, if, if they weren't, Doc. I don't know. I mean, we were very fortunate that we never had a major scene happen uh, that at least I'm aware of where uh, somebody got uh, uh, in real trouble. And, and, and I always worried as advisor about this because I was, you know, they could take the license away tomorrow. And I always worried that somebody would go on the air and do something utterly stupid and we'd lose our license. But it never happened under my, under my watch. So uh, I survived it, I guess. Fingers crossed it stays that way for another 53 years, Doc. Yeah. And, and the good news was that a lot of the uh, alumni will come back and they'll reminisce and tell war stories about when they were young. And I've even had a couple tell me that, oh, my God, how did we get away with that? And I said, ah, it was the times or you were just clever or whatever. But, you know, when you get older, Shane, you look back on some of the things you did when you were young and you say, did I really do that? Wow. What was I thinking? And of course, it does lead to lasting friendships, as you are aware. People who graduate from WIXQ keep in touch. Did you know that? I certainly do know that, Doc, because I experience it myself every single day. I'm still in contact with many people who I was in the trenches with at the college radio station. And I know hundreds of others who have done the same throughout the past 54 years of our station's history. And it makes me think, Doc, hearing about these memories, whether or not they are good or bad, I think this is a great transition point to bring up the value of friendships that college radio can bring, not just when you're at college, but in the years and decades after you graduate and are gone from college radio. Yeah, and it can, and friendships can often lead, as we found out, to jobs. Shane and Andrew, they, they, uh, uh, they got Keith a job. So not only can it be a friendship, it can be a way that might lead to employment. That's true, Doc, because in addition to it being all about the money, it's all about the connections as well. And I think as we talked about the value that your time spent in college radio can bring you, I think on the next episode, it's time to talk about friendships in college radio and how beneficial they can truly be. However, in the meantime, stay up to date with the podcast by following us all across social media at College Radio Pod, and be sure to share the podcast with your friends, your family, and anybody that loves college radio. Now, before we go today, Doc, is there any other smoke that you'd like to blow on this 420 edition of Scholastic Transmission? No, let's go out on a pod in this high note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a punster I was today. God, people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to think, oh, why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> and we're going to probably look upon it when it's released and someone responds to it. Why did we do it, Shane? But hey, it's all part of college radio. It certainly is, Doc. You can't avoid it. It's always going to be there. So until next time, when we talk about the value of friendships at your college radio station, for Dr. Ralph Doc Rock Antonin, 
I'm Shane Garcia. Thank you so much for listening to Scholastic Transmission, a college radio podcast. Class is dismissed.